You're listening to episode 149 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events around the world, try tickets.accessvegas.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, click on the Amazon banner, and go about your shopping. It's the easiest way to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24 hour a day schedule. Who's the casino? Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Well, how you doing, you Aussie cunt? I am so glad to do this. It has been it's been too fucking long. Eight months since the last time I was behind this microphone. Oh, it's... Oh. <laughs> so, so please excuse me if I'm rusty and... I'm quite, it's quite early in the morning. I smell like a whore's handbag. So, yes, please excuse my blubbering idiocy for the next probably two hours. It's going to be a long show, I think. I think that's actually what people tune in for, though. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, let's start off with Random Vegas, Mark. Give it to us. All right. On average, 150 couples get married in Las Vegas each day. We got that from At Awesome Facts. It costs $35 for a wedding license in Nevada, and the average divorce is 450 bucks. That seems really cheap. That is insane. That's awesome. I'm, I'm on the next plane. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they don't mean like how much it costs to actually file the paperwork and do that, because every divorce you've ever heard of is half. That's, that seems insane, but yeah. I, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Honey! <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> All right, let's get, get into the Vegas Frank Review of the Week. All right, this week's review is Holly's October 15th review of Bally's Hotel and Casino. She gave it four out of five chips. Holly said, we enjoyed our stay. It was not the fanciest hotel with the fanciest rooms, but it was nice. We got exactly what we wanted and a nice place to sleep for a few hours a night. I'm really, I am, I've said sort of similar things before, but I don't really, I know they, end, they aim for the high end of the market, but the room itself... I am never fucking in that room. I leave my room at, say, 10.30 in the morning. I don't get back until 3 o'clock. No, and yeah. I reckon majority of people do that. You don't need to go change. Once you're out, I'm out for the day, and I never see that room again. See, what's interesting about you, though, is that you you aren't the guy that just stays at the cheapest uh, hotel when you get there. You're, you do have a, have a soft spot in your heart for Mirage and Planet Hollywood. Mm, that's true. I, I think I like... I like as long as the casino floor has got energy, I like to come back to my room at night and it's still going. I don't like, like I stayed at Harris recently. It was okay, but the casino floor itself, the room I didn't care, the room was fine. But when I got back to the room at sort of three in the morning, the casino was very dead and it just, it felt a bit sad. Yeah, Harris does feel like a bit of a retirement community from time to time. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But, but all in all, yeah, the room means very little to me. Yeah. Well, there you go. And before we move on to the Twit Pick of the Week, 
um, why don't you folks get off your ass? We had almost no reviews this week, and I think considering the effort we put into this show on a daily basis, the least you could do is tell us about your trip. It amuses me, and it's content. So The least you could do is get on a plane, fly to Vegas, spend a couple <laughs> of thousand dollars, so Mark can have a ten-second bit of filler. Listen, listen, <laughs> they're already experiencing shit. Just write it down. Just write it down. Because let's be honest, that review didn't really give us much we didn't already know. Right. Holly, I'm sure you're a nice lady, but <laughs> come on. <laughs> Okay, let's get into a long-winded explanation of Twit Pick of the Week, Mark. I hate you. This is one of my so favorite... big. Look how much you write now. This is, this is one of my favorite parts, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> I love my... All right, listen, this, this is where you go get your coffee and come back. Nice. <laughs> Shut up. There was a time when imagination spawned inspiration. When the mantra, if you build it, they will come, was virtually a fact. When it took hundreds of millions to build a larger-than-life fantasy resort that would serve to bring illusions of riches and extravagance to reality if only for a weekend. The time just before Bellagio caused people to lose their minds and original thoughts in favor of high end until opulence finally showed it was what removed Vegas recession-proof status. It's known as the third era of the Strip, or the fourth or higher, depending on who's telling the story, which began in 1989 with the opening of the Mirage and lasted almost a decade, changing everything until the fourth era began with the opening of Bellagio in 98. At the beginning of that movement, the Rio was born. This week's winner is from at Rio Vegas for a photo of the Ipanema Tower being constructed. Whether it was intentional or not, this photo also documents in the background the progress on the construction of Excalibur. Watching the reinvention of the Strip has to be the closest we'll ever get to seeing what it must have been like to watch New York build itself skyward. Photographic documentation of Vegas evolution will always catch my attention as this one did. And we're back. <laughs> I love my monologues, Dick. <laughs> they get longer every week. They really do. You know what's funny is is I'll catch myself sometimes just writing what it is. Like, oh, wow, this is a really great picture. And I'm like, no, no, no. Think grand. You know? <laughs> I just start coming up with these big dramatic... But it is a cool photo, though. All jokes aside, I'm the same as you. Those kind of photos... I've got quite a few, actually, of the building of City Center. I took quite a lot of photos oh, of that because yeah. it... You, know, you won't see that again. Like, every time you get that opportunity, you're never going to be able to photo that again. Right. You know, I've got, everyone's got a thousand photos of Bellagio fountains, but really, you look at it and go, oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> right. But these are, like, the moments in time. Right. No, you're absolutely right. You see how I did that in, like, two sentences? You can do that, Mark. No. No, I don't like to do it, Matt. <laughs> As always, we'll link to on our blog, put it on our Facebook and Pinterest page. Feature on our Flickr page, Google Plus page, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the podcast, which you will be seeing right now. It's called AdLib. Yes, it is. <laughs> I stumble, and yet I fix. All right, that's out. All done. Let's get into some news. Okay, leading us off today, same-sex marriage is finally legal in Las Vegas. From its liberal laws on everything from gangsters running their casinos, legalized prostitution, and making it easy to get married by Elvis in a drive-thru at 3 a.m., the fact that Nevada wasn't one of the first states to legalize gay marriage is almost as embarrassing as its racist past. For some reason, the city never came to its senses, so thankfully, the U.S. Supreme Court forced them to. On Thursday, October 9th, Two days after a last-minute appeal desperately tried to continue to oppress people in the name of God prevented the law from going into effect, Nevada's first same-sex couple were married. 
Clark County issued a total of 40 licenses in the two hours after the law went into effect before they closed for the day. This has always been my issue with organized religion. I don't, listen, I don't care what anyone believes. If believing in something mm -hmm. makes you happy or makes life suck a little less, I'm all for it until those beliefs start to infringe on the rights or the lives of other people. Congratulations to those in Nevada and around the U.S. that are finally getting to enjoy the same rights two adult humans who love each other and want to spend their lives together should be able to. I Just mean, remember, you can get a divorce for 450 bucks. Right, <laughs> right. I, I, I've said this before, and I know you agree with me. If only from a business point of view, how the fuck did Nevada drop the ball on this? It's, it is weird. It is, of all, like you said, like how you started that story up, of all the things they're cool with, that one took this long to take into effect seems insane to me. Right. Hey, 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 killing people. All right, but none of that gay shit. No. <laughs> none of that penis on penis action. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's retarded. It is the stupidest. We, we have, it's the same debate in Australia going on right now. It's, it can't get passed over here. It's recognized in New Zealand, so we have a lot of Australian people who fly there. Right. But when they come back, it's not recognized. Yeah, see, and it's weird. Like I was saying, it, it, like I get all these updates from USA Today on my phone, and it, it's, I said something to Karen today. It's so ridiculous that I keep seeing US Supreme Court overturned gay marriage ban in Utah. U.S. Supreme Court mm -hmm. overturned gay ban in Illinois. And it's like, why is the U.S. Supreme Court taking, like, focusing so much time on each individual state? Why don't they just go, they're all illegal, all of them. Yeah. Now we'll move I, on I to other things. I don't understand. I mean, like we said, we're not going to get into this, but what I don't understand is why do you want to be remembered to be on the wrong side of this issue? Yeah. Like, it's de it's definitely going to happen. That's that's a fact. We all know that. Yeah. It might take 10 years for every state, but it's definitely going to go through. Do you want to be remembered as the person who was against it? Because it's going to happen. Like, like, let's just get on with our fucking lives and pass a law. We've been talking about this now for what, 15 years? Right. That's conservative. Right. Can we just fucking stop wasting time and money on something that affects no one but those two people and just fucking get on with it? Couldn't have said it any better, my friend. Okay, with my beautiful sum up, let's now get into the next story, My Vegas Blackjack. From the moment My Vegas Mobile came out, those a fan of the Blackjack game on the Facebook version asked, when will Blackjack be coming to the mobile version or any more table games coming to the Facebook version? Play Studios said they did have plans to develop more table games, but admitted that the app, and Facebook for that matter, are primarily focused on slots, but did have plans in the future for more games. October 1st, they cleared up what they meant. My Vegas Blackjack was released for iOS and Android devices. Similar to the slot version, this is separate from Facebook, and you start with almost no money. You've got to build up your bankroll again, but you have the ability to sync with Facebook, so all of your reward credits are combined. The game is much more than just playing blackjack. As you play and earn more experience points, you open up more gaming options, including various types of blackjack, as well as tables at MGM properties. Currently available games based on experience level are single deck, progressive multi-deck, and free bet, a non-traditional version of the game. Current properties available are MGM Grand, Excalibur, Mirage, New York, New York, and Aria. Just like slots, more games and properties are teased to be coming soon. The game also has a MyStrip feature, similar to the one in the My Vegas Slots mobile, but even this feature is opening able. A unique feature to My Vegas Blackjack is the Bold Meter. This rewards you for taking chances like splitting tens or doubling down on an 11 when the dealer is showing an ace. Flagrant <gasps> violations of basic strategy, but not much more illogical than randomly increasing your bet. 
I, I initially, crazy. initially when I looked <laughs> over it, I thought it was fucking ridiculous. But the more I started to play, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. I'm finally starting to. This is intriguing me because you know I've, I've not really ever played this my Vegas thing. Right. Because I'm, I'm not a slot player, but now it's it's tweaking my interest. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell when you'll be rewarded for such moves because the option in question will begin charging up with electricity. Once the bolt meter goes into the red, you will earn more money to play with than the meter resets itself. Lastly, the trophy side prizes are also available but appear to have no real value beyond the accomplishment itself. My Vegas Blackjack, like the mobile slots and Facebook version, is free to download and play. Vegas Chatter discovered that Play Studios plans to launch a My Vegas video poker in the future. There is no timeline on when that will be available, considering My Vegas Blackjack was just released. I wouldn't expect it anytime soon. Another interesting G2E factoid for you Edge Vegas reported that My Vegas is on pace to gross 60 million in 2014 simply in customers buying tokens. Holy shit. Right? That's, I knew it would make money, but 60 million, fuck, that's, that's high. Yeah, that wow. is crazy. I, I knew if anything was gonna get you, it would be this. There is, I'm not, I don't sit in front of a computer for my job at all, and I don't use a computer much. Besides recording with you, this laptop has not been turned on in about six months. <laughs> ne never, I just don't, I'm not a computer guy. So I would never play the Facebook version, but the mobile blackjack would maybe be a bit of a calorie burn. I wouldn't mind doing that every now and then. That'd yeah. probably be okay. Yeah. That's that's intriguing. And hmm, it's it spiked my interest. The only thing, I mean, we I think I said on Twitter a few weeks ago, if they just stopped tightening up the rewards, I'd probably play it. But it's progressively got worse and worse what you can redeem it for. So the, the, it just doesn't seem that beneficial anymore. Well, especially for somebody <laughs> like you, you're only going to get a comp day at best. Like, I almost wish they would offer you know, comp multiple days, but it just costs a shit ton of points. I would rather do that yes. and bust my ass to get that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I totally understand where they're coming from. You're getting something for free, but I do agree. The, the value, especially for somebody like you, has has degraded. Yeah. If they did the multi-room thing, like, oh, yeah, sorry, multi-days, I would 100%. I wouldn't care how many points it would cost. Yeah. Like, if I'm not, I'm not going for another, say, year. I've got a year to save up. I'll just play every time and kill some time. That'd be fucking awesome. Absolutely. I'd be willing to do that. But one day, and or a dinner, like, food's cheap in Vegas anyway. <laughs> right. So who gives, who gives a fuck? <laughs> and you don't give a shit about shows, so it's really down to the rooms. Uh-huh. And whores. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not yet available yet. on my Vegas. <laughs> Coming soon. I right. saw, I saw. <laughs> right. <laughs> the picture of a crack whore. <laughs> In sort of faded black and white, and you can, I can't unlock it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Clicking on her frantically. <laughs> uh, next story up, War Machine's Origins. Oh, I love this guy. He's great. War Machine had some more FaceTime in court recently related to the various violations, most referred to as laws. Of the things he's in trouble for, violating his probation is one more that can be added to the list. You see, in 2011, War Machine attacked a patron while he was working at Crave as a topless bottle server in the VIP lounge. Good for you, War Machine. I, I, I would have never thought of him as pro-gay. He kind of comes off as homophobic yeah. type guy. I, I, would, I would assume so, but yeah, he likes the gays. There you go. He pleaded guilty in February of 2012 and was sentenced to one year in prison and five years probation. Last May was not five years, though. At the time, War Machine appealed to the judge's sensibilities, admitting that he has become, quote, self-destructive 
after losing his UFC contract. See, Matt, I would argue he's become other people destructive. Mm, I would say self, not so much. Yeah, but. no, no. I mean, at, at least based on his handiwork recently. Mm -hmm. uh, he later admitted to contemplating his life during his time in prison. <laughs> in oh response God. to War Machine's latest oopsie, the judge said, I don't really know why it took him a year of sitting in jail to figure out, oh, hey, I'm a professional fighter. I really shouldn't be popping innocent people in the face, you know, because I get drunk and angry and I have a temper. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, the judge ordered him to undergo drug testing for steroids. Which I'm sure he passed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> While getting his orders in a fair before serving his year in prison, War Machine shared his thoughts via Twitter. Always the perfect outlet to share well-thought personal reflections, Matt. Mm -hmm. He said... 130 characters or less. He, he said, how's a judge going to accuse me of doing steroids out of the blue? Never tested positive for roids. I like that. Never tested positive for roids. Didn't say he didn't do them. Just never tested positive. Never tested positive. <laughs> <laughs> never in trouble for them in any way. Perhaps they wanted to believe the drugs made you do it instead of accept the fact that you're really just a monster that needs to be put down like a rabid dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in another tweet, he asked, how can a fat fuck that hasn't brushed her hair in a week judge me? What does the world come to? Oh, I'm sure his appeal was sped right through God the course. damn, I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would have to agree. It's been well documented that people without adequate grooming habits poor you know per war machine standards are in no position to judge others of their violent tendencies no it's it's clinically known they make bad legal defense <laughs> like right. everyone knows that that's just good science in prison only two weeks war machine realized he doesn't like being someone's bitch and requested to withdraw his plea that <laughs> request was denied as a reminder war machine faces life in prison for attempted murder sexual assault and first degree kidnapping to name a few of the more colorful counts against his porn star ex-girlfriend or ex-porn star ex-girlfriend i don't i don't know the variations there <laughs> i don't think it's mad i don't think it matters <laughs> his defense is oh, currently oh. <laughs> right <laughs> let's just sum it up <laughs> ex and or current whore. <laughs> His defense is currently exploring a plea deal. Later in the week, he tried to do the world a favor and attempted to kill himself while in prison, but just like life and his MMA career, he failed at that as well. <laughs> Matt, what do you think of War Machine? I mean, I feel bad for Terrence Howard, but you gotta go with Don Cheadle. Come on, you don't say no. Exactly, no, don't. <laughs> Terrence Howard's the man. <laughs> you know the thing that I love about this? is the prosecution continues to refer to him as War Machine, which they should. He legally changed his name to that, but it's so great that it just keeps it. Like, listen, Your Honor, War Machine clearly has some personality issues. He clearly has... <laughs> they must be, the prosecution must be sitting back just rubbing their hands oh, like, this is so easy. It's fantastic. <laughs> My client, Rapey McRape, didn't rape anyone. <laughs> Listen, listen, Rapey McRape is just a misnomer. This man is truly a, he, he wouldn't hurt a kitten. I mean, no. it, it, as long as, you know, included within, quote, not hurting, doesn't mean anything about breaking its neck or, you know, any kind of violent tendencies, but, you know, potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, are you a, an Arrested Development fan? I've never seen it, You've unfortunately. Never seen it? I keep hearing how good it is. All right. For those of you that are fans, here's a funny factoid. The prosecution for the state's name is Bluth, and the judge's name is Tobiasen. Those are two characters. Ah, uh, hey. <laughs> I'll, I'll be right with you. <laughs>
Okay, and our next story up, Arena Football returns to Vegas. The city can thank Vince Neal for this latest attempt in Vegas. The Las Vegas Outlaws will begin play at the Thomas & Mack Center in March of 2015. This will be the third time Arena Football has had a team in Las Vegas. As expected, the logo looks like something you'd find on the cover of a Motley Crue album. Side note, David Siegel, owner of Westgate, formerly the Hilton, is also an AFL owner. He owns the Orlando Predators, one of the oldest franchises in the league. I know you do enjoy NFL. You watched or have any interest in arena football? I was just about to say, what the fuck is arena football? <laughs> it's, it's basically football in an indoor stadium that's only about 50 yards long. It's it's kind of like wow. hockey and football combined with no rushing. It's like primarily a passing league. I, I really, really enjoy it. When Karen and I lived in Columbus, Ohio, they had a an AFL team come in and we got season tickets. And it's just, I think the sport is really, really fun to go to, especially if it's you're- It's a lot quicker, I imagine then, a lot yeah, faster it is. moving. Well, yeah. and it's super high scoring. I mean, you're talking, most, most of those games are like 54 to 52 and you know, it, it's like okay. these guys get slammed into the side because, you know, you're in a stadium, so they've got, like, padded sides to it. So these guys will catch a ball and just get fucking nailed right into the side like, you know, a hockey player will get nailed into glass. But it's um, – I really enjoy it. I think the reason it hasn't gotten more popular is you don't have personnel – or you don't have any real talent that sticks around and, and makes a name for themselves or does any – you know, it's kind of a side thing. Like, hey, we're playing football over here, kind of, you know, it's kind of fun. It, to me, it feels like you couldn't – yeah, you couldn't really shine in that sport, though, because if it's not big enough, you can't sort of stand out – as in big enough, the stadium's not big enough or the um, field's not large enough. How do you stand out, be, like, that you excel – if they get, it sounds like it's more of like a miniaturized version of football, yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's although very, very focused on the pass, and and it's it's okay. like like I said, it's like a hybrid of football and hockey and baseball, and I mean, oh, it's, wow. it's a great concept. But since any of your really talented players, if they're <laughs> really talented, NFL teams will then pick them up. So you can't yeah. you can't really have. A name that you can hang your hat on it's you've just got to go oh hey it's arena football this is fun do you think vegas will ever get an nfl team do you think it'll happen nfl i doubt nfl just because nfl is I, well especially recently but in general uh, it just doesn't want anything to do with them doesn't need to do anything with them but no the nba the nhl i fully expect both of those to be in their market at some point if only because like, yeah look at us yeah la doesn't even have a football team do they no they don't no so yeah if la don't vegas certainly won for a while no, absolutely <laughs> our next story up ti swap meet and flea market <laughs> i'm just speculating on that that that's what okay it'll eventually okay i was a bit like really <laughs> <laughs> even cvs seems to see how dumb of an idea it is to set up a mecca cvs at ti's latest theme abomination while they've already been approved to run a pharmacy directly across the street from the walgreens at palazzo Vegas Eater has reported that they are now requesting to have their license reclassified, describing their new concept to be more like a grocery store. What the fuck? I know, right? There will not be a pharmacy on site. Plans are still to open at the end of 2014, although Karen and I were there two weeks ago, and while the outside of the building looks like it's about ready to go, these guys are going to have to hightail it if they're actually going to open anything in there. But stranger things have happened in Vegas. I don't I'm completely lost by this fucking pharmacy trend. I, I don't get it. I get the pharmacy trend only from the, the standpoint of, like, old school Vegas 
used to have all these tiny little stores, and they still have some of them in little patches, where you would go and get, you know, your fucking free, you know, like your real cheap beer that you bring back to your room and shit like that. So it makes more sense that they just consolidate all this, because now you just go, we need something, we'll go to, you know, Walgreens, and there's one right down yeah. the corner. What I don't get is Treasure Island's... I mean, I... It makes more sense to me that Walgreens sets up shop at Casino Royale than it does yes. for TI2. Because just from spacing, you have a Walgreens across the street. You don't need mm-hmm. one. Whereas in the space where Casino Royale is, you you know, it's it's a bit of a hike to get down to Palazzo to get to that. So, you know, it's just kind of spacing it out like, oh, we need a one-stop shop. Oh, well, fuck, we'll set up one over here. Do you know if these Walgreens are going to have... Like me and you when we were there, we stopped a few times at different pharmacies or liquor stores to get a road beer to keep walking. Are they going to provide paper cups then at the door? Because that's that's half the reason I go in there. Well, hold on, hold on. to grab a beer to keep going. But that they what will end up happening is they won't sell glass bottles anymore, or if they oh, do, yeah, they would have to. And you also have to remember, you and I, when we would do road beers, it was usually a can that we grabbed. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that law, I think, is stupid as well. I don't really get that. I don't agree with that law. I don't I, think that's going to stop littering or anything, really. No. I'm more likely to drop a aluminium bottle than I am a glass one. No. If I have to be truly honest, I'm going to probably put a glass one in the bin. An aluminium one, I'm like, ah, oh, this does no one any harm. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that's a good law. I think yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it either, but what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. They're just slowly, ever so slowly tightening up things. I mean, in this fucking corporate bullshit world, world we live in, they have to do it. Yeah, it's the way it's, it's the way it's going to go. I don't agree with it, but well, and yeah, and you're right. Inevitably, somebody's going to break a fucking bottle and then get cut, and then the city's going to get sued. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they're just like, you know what? Just let's just save ourselves the hassle. You're not allowed to do it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Next story up. Resort World 2.0. Resorts World released a promotional video for the Vegas site with some updated design plans. Not only did the video show revised renderings of what phase one of the project will look like, but details the extent of the theming at the property. Plans for rooftop nightlife and observation tower options are unveiled, a retail district called the Forbidden City, a large outdoor free attraction, and a 4,200 seat Dancing Dragon Performing Arts Center, which plans to focus on Asian culture, including martial arts and dance, were also shown. Check out the video. We'll have a link on the blog. It is impressive. It it does a far better job of sharing their vision than me trying to talk about it. I I cannot recommend everybody. You have to click on this link and see this. It's the theme is fucking back in a big way as far as Resorts World is concerned. Good. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. Seriously, you got to look at this thing. Yeah, I'll click on. I, I'm excited by that development down there. It it has to happen, otherwise that's that's going to die. And if you build it, I think it's one of those things that if you do build it big enough, people will come to this. SLS, I think, will do its time and probably do okay once Resort World goes in. Right. But if you build a big enough resort, you, you're going to head down there. No, you're right. It's not far. No. It's not fucking far at all. Nope. I think people are spoiled in Vegas too. You hear people talk about the north end, the south end, like it's a like it's actually a distance. What are you talking? Like three miles? Like it's. From, it's not that far. Right. Like, get off your fucking asses, you lazy prick. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, if something's good enough, I'm going to walk to it. Like, I don't I'm, I don't really understand why pro- properties, I don't think, die because of their location. I think because they're shit. See, you and I are very similar like that. Like, I don't like... Do you remember when we made the walk down to Circus Circus? What we didn't mm-hmm. like was once we passed Encore, and then you had nothing for a while until you got to another mm-hmm. one. Well, what 
Resorts World will do is it'll break up that monotony. Once you get to Encore, cross the street, and now there's a casino on your left until you get to the next, you know, Circus Circus, mm -hmm. Riviera. It's really just that connectivity. If, if I'm walking to another casino and it's right, I, I don't know, there's just something about going, oh, I'm at one casino, oh, I'm at another casino now. It's, mm -hmm. that, I totally agree with you. On that, I ain't going down a second circus with you again. <laughs> That's, that was a one-time deal. It that was it. We're it not doing that again. It doesn't need to be experienced more than once, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they're planning to open in 2016, that seems ambitious. Considering they haven't done anything mm. to the site since they took over except putting up some new fencing. I'll be very surprised if they can even get close to that. I would agree. But all good luck to them. Yep. Next story up, new Tropicana residency. Still looking for a solid resident show, Tropicana picked up a cast-off and nicked a free agent. I, I, I steal so many words from you and, and the, the Alistair and fucking John Coulson. <laughs> I don't know. I catch myself doing it all the time, like using words instead of saying like a lot of, I'll be like, oh, there's heaps of them. There's loads of them. You know? <laughs> well, you, don't, you don't say that? That's, that's no, so, not, no, not over that's... here we don't. And the same thing like that. You know, we nicked it over. I just... I love you, people. <laughs> I read that, and it seemed so not normal to me. I didn't even hear that that was weird. I was like, what are you talking about? The word Tropicana? Like, what, you, which, what, what word is not normal there? <laughs> right. And, well, and the rest of the world seems to embrace me for who I am. It's only the Americans that are like, I hate that fucking guy's laugh. You guys curse too much. <laughs> nobody in the, and I'm sure now we're going to get one, but nobody outside of the United States has ever said anything like that. We've had reviews where people are like, yeah, I don't really like the show, you know, from overseas, but, you know, whatever but never <laughs> complaining about my laugh or how much no. we curse. <laughs> We're prissy in America. Oh, yeah, you are. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, anyways. <laughs> After Westgate dropped the show Raiding the Rock Vault, the hair metal band show populated by some of the lesser-known names that helped create it, they're going to relocate to the Trop. Its residency will begin November 1st with plans to perform at 9 p.m. Friday through Wednesday. Also, illusionist Jay Rovens, I don't care if I pronounced that right or wrong, his contract ends at the Riv in November after three years. He's now going to relocate to the Tropicana. His show will also begin performing on November 28th. Well, I guess it's not also, it's different, but <laughs> his show's going to be on November 28th. The shows will be at 7 p.m. Saturday through Thursday. The move means wacky-haired resident magician. The move means wacky-haired resident musician. Musician. Magician Muri... Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. This is embarrassing. <laughs> the move means wacky-haired residency mag... Oh, even I can't do it. Ah, go fuck yourself. Magician Murray Sawchuck, Sawchuck. will not be re-signed when his contract ends at the end of the month. I hate people who are famous for we this. We got there. Watch, watch him end up at Riv. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I The Tropicana, I reckon, maybe... I'm, they, I'm sure they know a lot more about the shit than me, but why not just try don't, not having a residency? They ne it never seems to work there. Yeah. Why don't you just... It does. I think it's got a lot of things that are good about the Tropicana, but the entertainment doesn't seem to be one of them. Why don't you just not have it? Yeah, I, I, I totally see where you're coming with that. I know they've got the space, and maybe they don't know what to do with it, but I, I would agree with you. It doesn't seem... I, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to find some silly niche to go there, but it doesn't seem to be that no matter what go. Like Mama Mia was at Mandalay, I think it was for fucking ever, mm -hmm. and it goes into Trop and it lasts like a month. Yeah, exactly. I just don't think for whatever reason it's. I think it's having Mandalay, MGM Grand, I all them big I places. I think that, about they that. They have You're huge shows right next to it. I no. don't think people look at the Trop. It, it compared to those two properties, it just seems like a small. We're going to be heading into a crappy showroom. It doesn't have that appeal, even if it's even if it's quite a good show. 
I think the grandeur of what's around them just makes them feel like, oh, they're not going to be able to do the entertainment part right. So just just cut your losses and what fucking a, focus on something else. What a great point. I didn't even think of that. They're literally shoehorned in between two giants who are getting some of the biggest acts in hmm. Vegas, or not in Vegas, the biggest touring acts. It's like they pick between MGM and, or Mandalay Bay to perform at. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it's... Yeah, just, I don't know, repurpose that fucking space. I don't know what to, what you're going to do with it, but it, it just doesn't, I don't know. You know the, the, I, yeah, I just don't think it works. I think they've got so many good things going. Just try another angle. Go for it. You're a smaller property. Go for it. something different between those two. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they tried their day club thing, and that didn't work either. Right. They, they do struggle with any entertainment they seem to struggle with. Yeah, I agree. Next one, Fulton Street Food Hall has finally opened. Vegas Shatter reported that Fulton Street Food Hall at Harrah's is now open. The idea is modeled after the famous Fulton Street of New Orleans, but the concept is being clarified as, quote, not a food court, but more of what you would find in a Whole Foods in both quality and setup. The food hall seats 250, is in the space formerly occupied by Harrah's Cafe and Ming's Table, and offers a large selection of options from pre-made grab-and-go options as well as create-your-own. Examples include 25 types of coffee, 17 types of sandwiches, on eight types of bread, made-to-order sushi, and five different types of ramen options. Fulton Street Food Hall is open 24-7. When Karen and I were there, I... Listen, when I started hearing about this, I was like, this is so dumb. It's not bad at all. They really did upgrade their their dining options with this thing. It's, it's well done. The place looks nice. The food is actually good. Well done. Yeah, I thought Harry's Cafe, I had... I ate there a few times when I stayed there, and it was, it was very average. Yeah. It was, it was nothing wrong with it, but it could only get better, to be honest. No, you're absolutely right. And Ming's table, I didn't even look at it. It looked like shit too. It well, just didn't I, yeah. look appealing at all. The only thing I remember about Ming's table is that was always where you and I met up when it was 360 Vegas vacation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I referred to it as Minch table. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next story: Marquee Winter Club. I'm drinking a Red Bull, and when I do. God damn, it creates a shit ton of saliva. So I'm like, oh, I gotta get all the saliva. Fuck my own choke. Now, now you're just being naughty. Now you're just teasing me. <laughs> you Considering the kind of cash nightclubs and now day clubs make, it was only a matter of time before someone would figure out how to do this. Day clubs have always been casualties of seasons, but no more. Marky Day Club at Cosmopolitan has had a 22,000 50 foot tall, a 22,000 square foot. 50-foot-tall, climate-controlled dome installed over their pool and outdoor club space. Wow. Encore Beach Club has been putting up tents over their pool area for the last couple off-seasons, but this installation will keep the temperature of the area at 85 degrees, regardless of the actual temperature outside. It's also the first club in Vegas to install a permanent structure complete with state-of-the-art lighting throughout the cover, although... Full disclosure, Encore Beach Club will complete a similar structure next week to accomplish the same thing. The concept was originally used at 2014's Electric Daisy Carnival and clearly made an impression. Currently, Marquee only has seven or eight events planned during the off-season. However, they have not ruled out the concept of an all-season event if demand can support it. That's an intriguing idea. I, I, that's not going to be a permanent structure above Cosmo, though, is it? No. It's going to get taken down. I have no idea how that's going to work, because that's the first thing I thought of. It's like, what is this, like a retractable roof? Or, you know, what do you take it apart, uh, take it apart in the off-season? I, I have I have no idea. I'm totally intrigued. I mean, I love the got... idea that they're trying to do this, but I first thing that popped in my head is the same thing you said. I'm like, so what are you going to do when it isn't winter? It doesn't feel like, I mean, it's a good idea, but I, 
the reason a day cob works is because the sun is hitting you. Right. If you're if there's a roof over the top, why not just be in a normal club during the day? <laughs> like, well, why not just open one of your clubs? It just seems weird to me. I don't I don't quite get the concept there. I know you're in a pool, but I wonder if it's clear. Ah, now that's an idea. I mean, that would be I, clear. I bet better. it's not, but that's I a know, good idea. Right? <laughs> we thought of it, and you're like, that's a great idea. But like, there's no way they're doing it. <laughs> no, they're not, but that's the way it has to be done, because that's the appeal. The sun is on you, yet you're drinking, you're, well, and you're grinding outside. up against some piece of ass. Yeah. Like, that's what you want. No, you're absolutely right, and you're outside. Especially in those mm. clubs, you're outside, and you can see the strip. You're on the strip. Yeah, no, you're right. I've not said this before, but our city has got some of the best weather probably on the planet. It's like it's a Vegas equivalent. In the winter, it does rain, but from like you're talking nine months of the year, we have mid 80s. Like it's just perfect weather. Nice. Yet we don't have any fucking day clubs. We have nothing <laughs> like that. And we've got a pretty big resort that we could with, with a fucking sick pool area, and they don't use it. I'm just like, <laughs> why? Like, please give me, please give me permission just to try this out. And I fucking know it'll work. Right. Like, it's just, oh, it annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> the next story. The new Goratorium tenant has been discovered. Vegas Eater confirmed that Rainforest Cafe will take over the space formerly occupied by the Goratorium. Oh, damn. That <laughs> they intend to not only take over all three floors of the space, but it's rumored that renovations could include moving into the three smaller retail spaces next to the Goratorium's main entrance, as the three former tenants were as successful as the Goratorium. It's not surprising why they would take over the space and anything that doesn't look appealing to Mecca Walgreens in general when you know that the Rainforest Cafe is owned by Landry's Inc., who own the giant multi-story restaurant Bubba Gump in Mecca Walgreens. Mm. Plans are to open vaguely in 2015. This information further intensifies speculation that the Rainforest Cafe at MGM Grand will close. This has been speculated since the grand renovation began two years ago. Considering MGM seems to be partnered with Hakkasan on everything lately, speculation is also that Hakkasan would take over the space currently occupied by Rainforest Cafe. No confirmation of any of these things have happened. Ooh, super exciting news. In the same piece, they reported that it is heavily rumored that Beecher's Madhouse will close by the end of the year. Which one's that? What is that? That's the one where they've got little people in gimp suits running around and, and what and, how have i not heard about this <laughs> oh we talked about it we talked about it and they've got like furries all over the place and it's and the whole thing is just it's wacky crazy oh look at us we're uh, we're edgy we're look at this old guy in a thong oh yeah it's hot we're crazy over here uh. i hate forced craziness i agree it's so so transparent too and you can almost see it on their face that like i'm acting now like when it's not natural it doesn't fucking work yeah you can you can kind of smell the desperation mm, yeah i i did rainforest cafe it to me it never fit it never fit or oh, in the recent years it has not fit at mgm grand either yeah mgm grand to me all their dining options and whatnot they've got downstairs it's all pretty cool and even the the, the casino floor is classy in a sort of Massive, in like a la- yeah, in a massive sort of way, in a labyrinth sort of way. And then way. you get to the corner, and then there's this cheesy Disney rainforest thing, and it just doesn't look right. It I, never fit. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. When the um, what do you call it? The theme park was behind the place. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Have a rainforest there to yep. appeal to the families. But in general, a rainforest cafe in Vegas makes no sense. I, I, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I've never. Mm. I mean, I've walked past that place. Obviously, every time I've gone into MGM, I've never stepped foot in it. As a matter of fact, I've never stepped foot in a rainforest cafe in any place it, I've ever been where they have one. It just, I just have no 
there's no appeal. Yeah, I. It makes that that will. I reckon that will not last in um, Mecha Walgreens. I mean, Planet Hollywood is getting so young and aiming for that sort of twenty to thirty-five age bracket. Yeah, they're not going to go to this place. Uh-huh. It's that's not aimed at that group yeah. at all. I mean, it's going to be definitely more successful than the Goratorium, but of course, yeah, nothing, everything would be right. <laughs> Anything at all. <laughs> But like, you've got an option. Me and you were going out for a walk, and we can go to Twin Peaks or next door to fucking the Rainforest Cafe. Which one are you going to choose? It's like a grown male. Right. No one is walking in that place. Right. <laughs> Ooh, we should go to the Rainforest Cafe. What? No. No, we should never <laughs> no. do that. Ever. <laughs> okay, another story up. We have a North Strip update for you. Despite reducing their buffet to a weekend-only thing, laying off about 2% of their staff of 3,400, as well as various other growing pains, SLS Vegas is banking highly on Rock in Rio. Room rates for those two weekends in May of 2015 are double what they usually are. This move is a surprise to no one, and even Stratosphere is expected to increase its rates during the festival. If it proves to be a success, I would expect rates to go up at all properties every time MGM Resorts Festivals has an event. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's its new name. It's no longer the City of Rock. It's the MGM Resorts Festival Grounds. The Rock, oh, right. The Rock and Rio has confirmed that they will return to Vegas in 2017 and 2019 and hasn't ruled out making Vegas an annual event if demand calls for it. The MGM Resorts Festival Grounds is still in the beginning stages of construction but already has a digital marquee. Perhaps you get used to the idea that something will finally reside there in the space formerly occupied by El Rancho but it's been vacant since 1960. Rock and Rio is expected to bring in 300,000 people. Fuck, that's high. Wow. Yeah. I, it doesn't appeal to me, though, I must admit. This Rock and Rio thing, I don't think I would have any I, interest in attending. I, I got I totally, once again, I totally agree with you, but only in the sense that I've never been interested in any music festival in a stadium setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There, there's no, it, it's one of the things, like, I'm a big Oasis fan, and one of the things that I've always enjoyed being in America is they've never been as successful as they are around pretty much the rest of the world. I can't fathom going to see them in concert at fucking Wembley Stadium. I can't wrap yeah. my head around it. There's no fucking way I would do it. So I'm mm-hmm. lucky here. They perform in theaters and amphitheaters. Yeah. Hopefully this takes off, but I, again, I don't think this is something that will work long term. I don't really see it, but... I could see I it so. considering the Electric Daisy Carnival keeps pulling people in, and they've already talked about moving it there, but I, I can't think of a better use for that northern giant strip no. of land. I think the Electric Daisy Carnival, though, is more attuned to the Vegas crowd. You've got a lot of pillheads going there who <laughs> can then go clubbing afterwards. It seems more akin to what you'd expect now, I reckon. Right. No, I'm with you. Next story, Pure Omnia. Pure nightclub at Caesars Palace shall henceforth be known as Omnia Nightclub. Apparently, it means all, according to a spokesman, and that's who they intend to cater to, Matt, is all. Excellent. Yeah. After being previously reported that they had no plans to expand Pure Nightclub at Caesars into a beach or day club, Vegas Shadow reported that Hakkasan, the company that owns Pure, has filed for a trademark for the name Omnia Beach Club as well as Omnia Day Club. But to be clear... Hakkasan at MGM was rumored to have a beach club, but that never materialized. So this may be little more than Hakkasan getting their hands on the name just in case they decide to do something in the future. Fair enough. Did you ever go to any clubs when you were in Vegas? Any of the times? I, yeah, I've been to Pure, um, Trist, 
I had a great night at Trist. Yeah. That was fucking fantastic. I just can't um, wait in line that long. I just can't. Uh, when you're one of the good-looking people, Mark, you don't wait in oh, line. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> How did well, I walk right or, into or that? Or when you maybe you blow the security guard. <laughs> <laughs> no, we... We, I don't, I'm the same. I don't like to wait in line, but the few times I've gone to a club, I've waited like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's been crazy. Like the Trist, when we went to Trist, Daz and I just stumbled past this line of, I hope my wife's not listening, but the biggest line of amazing women I'd ever seen in my life. Not one guy in a line of, I'm not joking, 300 women. Jesus. And so Daz and I just, like more as a joke, just joined the back of the line. We didn't even know what the line was for. We had no idea. <laughs> and we joined the back and we're just laughing. And then security guard comes down the line, sees me and Darren. So he point put, and goes, here you go, guys. Here's two free passes. We need some guys in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was, and, we, and he sort of like jumped us to the front of the line. We get in and it was the tryst anniversary party for all ex-staff members. So it was just all women. And if I, I said, there was, say there's a thousand people in there, there would have been a hundred guys, if not even close to that, way less than that. See, I like that, that in the quality establishments, they're not just, obviously, you know, they stack the deck with women, but I like at some cool. point that they realize, listen, even these women want to get laid and there's, there's no inventory. We gotta, we gotta get some mm -hmm. dudes in there. Yeah, no, that was it. I've been to a few clubs in Vegas, and I, I do enjoy it. It's even though I'm, I'm probably getting past that peak age now, where I can go, where I sort of now look like the creepy guy. But <laughs> I'll go for an hour or two, and then I'll be. I can't hang around too long. Though. I can uh, only sort of dance to monotonous R&B for so long. Matt, I would love to ounce all over you. Oh, I ounce the shit out of that place. I really, I get my pelvis can grind like you've never seen. Like I got this independent hip thing that goes. It's it's fucking hard. Double jointed hip. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> If, we, if I manage to somehow pull some strings and get to Vegas Vacation 2 and we buy that fool, if that music gets turned on, I will be grinding the fuck out of you. And I will be tipping. Oh, we're on it. <laughs> Our next piece of news, there's been some changes at the Gold Strike. For some unknown reason, Gold Strike has expanded their direction and is now a boutique hotel known as the Oasis at Gold Strike. They've renovated 44 of their 162 rooms and suites into three different options in size and price, starting at 130 per night. They all have 32-inch flat-screen TVs, in-room Wi-Fi, and lack of phone or alarm clock. They will offer room and poolside food and beverage service, as well as bike rentals, a library, and things you would expect from a hotel. The Oasis at Gold Strike is taking reservations now with a $20 per night resort fee. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did you see my tweet the other week that they're listing the resort fee now? See, I like that. See, it wasn't listed as a total in the price, but when I got, I clicked on the um, reservation, and then I got the resort fee was right there in the subtotal. It all totaled it up for me. See, I like that now. I mean, it's, mm, it, it, it still sucks, but at least you know what you're fucking paying before you get there. It wasn't hidden in the small print. It was right there. I was like, okay, that, that's cool. There you go. See, the pressure we put on them is working. Oh, we, it's us. It is all us. That's, make that's a, a fact. We make a difference here. Another short-term thing we have coming up at Tropicana is JFK's exhibition. This is intentionally short-term, though. <laughs> yeah, it won't even last that long. Right, no, <laughs> it won't even make it. <laughs> no. For a limited time, starting on the anniversary of his assassination, Tropicana will play host to the JFK exhibit till January 3rd of 2015. The exhibit shares memorabilia from the tragedy, including two limousines, a Boeing 707 Air Force One fuselage, outfitted to look just like it did on November 22nd, 1963, as well as items that belong to both the president and his wife, some on display for the first time. 
Guides will be available for tours. The JFK exhibition will open 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. November 22nd through January 23rd. Admission is $25, 20 for seniors, military, first responders, and locals. Children under 12 get in free. You a history fan at all? I'm, I like the I like the JFK assassination that came out wrong. <laughs> that was um, a badass yeah, assassination. I, I, I'm, I'm in history. Oh. Yeah, I am. Yeah, so am I. I'm a bit of a nerd. It's it's funny. I uh, one time Karen and I went to go visit Dallas. I got to hang out in you know the grassy knoll, the whole uh, Daily Plaza, and it looks exactly like it did back then. I was fucking mesmerized. Now, at one point, I literally I went back the following day and I just hung out like on the grass. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is. I fucking adore history. Same, same bullshit at, at DC. I just get kind of wrapped up in it. Yeah, yeah. Do you, quickly, do you think it was a lone gunman or not? No. No. No, me either. No. <laughs> I've got a big, I'm looking at it right now, I've got a big Kennedy conspiracy, uh, not conspiracy book, it's just all the facts. It's almost like the Warren Report. Right. In a fucking volume. This book is huge. You only have to get 20 pages in and it's just the facts. There's no, right. there's nothing to like, lead you either way. Yeah. Within about 20 pages, like, there's no fucking way it was a single it was just one person on his own. No fucking no, way. No, it's it's absolutely asinine. Not to mention, if you think about all the people that got assassinated around that time, it's clear that I don't I, whoever the fuck did this, whether it's the CIA, the whatever, <laughs> just kind of thought they were above everything. They're like going, oh, you know what? Martin Luther King's pissing us off. Kill that fucking guy too. Oh, this guy's getting mm-hmm. on our nerves. Let's fucking kill him too. Like, so yeah, I I yeah, I 100%. There's no fucking way one guy did that. No way. And it, but as much as I'm interested in it, if I'm in Vegas, I'm not going to that. Though. No, you're absolutely right. It's Actually, just, no. That's, that no, you're not. That should be a touring would, exhibit that should go to museums. I'm probably probably already does. But mm-hmm. going to the city that where you snort coke off a hooker's ass, I'm not going to go then like pay my respects to the president. Like it just seems a bit strange. Right. <laughs> Even though he probably did that very thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure he did. It's not really just. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> seems seems inappropriate, Matt. It, it does, it does. Like, the, like we said that with the Titanic exhibit. How the fuck that lasted so long? It's I'll still there. Know. It's at it's still, still, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fuck, I don't get it. Well, considering the, their other exhibit is a bunch of dead bodies with the skin removed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Com- combine the two. Right. <laughs> Put them in that action. That makes way more sense. You can act out scenes exactly. and everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, going, mm, that looks like it hurt. Like, oh, look, he got cut right by the fucking turbine. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah, lot, fucking combine that space, and you've got you've got room to do something else. Then. That's right. Ooh, throw a roller coaster in there. Make it a make it a fucking hardcore experience. And put the put the bodies in the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so like bits of flesh are flying off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, that's finished the news. We have got some prop bets for you. Those not familiar with prop bets, it's just an extension of the news where we go over some noteworthy items. Rod Stewart is being sued by an audience member for $10,000 because of soccer ball, which he apparently kicks multiple times around the Coliseum at Caesars Palace during his concerts, hit him in the face and broke his nose. <laughs> Stewart told The Hollywood Reporter last year that Caesars expressed concern about the activity last year. Mm, they had foresight. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see the ball getting melted into his face. <laughs> I would piss myself. It's one of those things, like, it's funny. Karen and I watch in Tosh.0 all the time. Some of the stupid things that guys do, like, she'll look at me. I'm like, I can't explain it. We're stupid, Karen. For some reason, we're like, you know what would be really funny is to, like, punch you right in the face. That'd be hilarious. (laughs) And we do it as guys all the time. Like, oh, you know what would be so funny? 
I, I mm -hmm. yeah. I, like, I remember one time, like, a buddy of mine, uh, uh, we were like, oh, you know what would be really fun if we could, like, box? We're like, oh, we don't have boxing gloves or anything. I know what we'll do. We'll take pillows, wrap them around our fist, and we'll fucking tie them to them, and then yeah. we'll fight. I'm like, what the fuck are you idiots thinking? And we mm -hmm. did. I know. It it's fun. stupid, but it's that, and it makes, it's still, that, like, Tosh.0 stuff, all that kind of funniest time video shit. It's, it's crap TV, but you can't help but laugh at some of the stuff. Yeah. It's so fucking visceral, and we've all done it. Yeah, we're guy, guys are so stupid. I, I just mm -hmm. uh, did, you ever, did you ever play the Pass Out game? I know what it is, but I've never played that, no. Oh, I, didn't, I, I, <laughs> I didn't did and videotape myself doing it, and we laughed our asses off, and it's so fucking oh. dangerous. <laughs> it's, it's asphyxiation. I, it's so fucking... That's how various, various celebrities have died doing a variation of that. No, you're absolutely right. It's just, it, it, it's a perfect example of the stupid things like, oh my god, you know what we should do? Hyperventilate, and then I'll press on your chest. You'll pass out, and then we'll all laugh. <laughs> oh, stupid shit. Like, ooh, fingers crossed he didn't die. Oh, he didn't die. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> right, we better get back into prop beds because we got a fuckload of them. <laughs> right. Absence new reality TV show, although I don't know if you can necessarily call it a TV show considering it's only on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> it is starring the gazillionaire, and as I just said, it's on YouTube on the Spiegel World TV channel. New episodes will be available weekly on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern time. You didn't have you seen Absent? Yes, I oh, keep telling you, you must see it. I know, I keep hearing that. Please just book your do just book your head book your tickets ahead of time. Yeah. So it'll make you go because I promise you, you will not regret it. Yeah, it's the best show I've ever seen. I'm sure it's gonna be one of those things like I'm gonna go to and I'm like, why the fuck did it take me so long to do that? The humor will, because it's probably more comedy than it is anything else, yeah. you will be crying. It's so up your fucking alley, the center, <laughs> the politically incorrect, everything he says, the host, you will be, cr I was actually like buckled over my seat. I couldn't stop laughing. All right, I got to do like, it. Like, just, just please, just book next time you're going, book your tickets before you leave, and you know that night we're going there, Karen, that's what we're doing. All right. It's coming, they're actually touring to Perth next year, my city. Oh, that's, I'm gonna go oh, that's right, I'm seeing it again for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, please. Anyone listening, just fucking, you've heard so much about it, just go see it. <laughs> Attention chocolate lovers, that specialty drink menu promised at New York, New York's new chocolate bar is now out and Vegas Chatter shared what's on it and includes chocolate wines and beers. For those of you interested, we'll post a link to the story on the blog. Yep. The Blue Man Group procession at Monte Carlo has ended. No word. Yay! I know, right? <laughs> no word why it has ended, but if I had to guess, it would be because it's loud and fucking distracting. Oh, I remember we nearly fucking bricked the guy when we were playing at Monte Carlo when that started. It was like, oh, shut the fuck up. I fucking hate it so much. And it went on for so long. What <laughs> even worse is, is when they would stop, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you're Jesus like, it's uh Oh, no, they're going to keep going in right. that same spot right behind me. Right. <laughs> no, no, I said hit. <laughs> That's what we were doing. We were yelling at the dealer. Yeah. His face. Like, I remember saying, I do this every night. Like, he looked, you could see his eyebrow twitching. Yeah. Despite filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection back in July, Central Resort by Michael Richard at Caesars Palace has been unable to get their shit together and is expected to close soon. Michael Richards? As in from Seinfeld? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, where are we going with this? Like, oh. <laughs> I don't understand why people won't eat there. <laughs> <laughs> is it something to do with his racist comments? <laughs> right. <laughs> Vital Vegas reports that Plaza offers a free drink to guests with a Slotzilla zipline receipt, which is really interesting because that whole new stage there kind of blocks their view that Oscars used to have in that glass dome. So why they're rewarding people for doing that. And unless maybe it's like, please come, 
Over here, please, please come. come. <laughs> you can't see us anymore, but please, please yeah. come back. MGM Resorts is filing a trademark lawsuit against a weed manufacturer using the name M Life Wellness. M Life is a name with MGM Resorts Players Club. I gotta say, M Life Wellness makes far more sense than M Life for their Players Club. One hundred percent, definitely. The name Trump has been removed from the now-closed Trump Plaza Atlantic City, believed to be in response to the lawsuit requiring such measures. Measures? Measures. Measures. You sound like Sean Connery. Right. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep it now. <laughs> Removal of his name from the Trump Taj Mahal is expected to happen as well if it closes as speculated. Vegas Chatter reported that Hard Rock Sportsbook has added a new bar called Side Bet Bar to attempt to satisfy underserved demand. It features 16 beers on tap, 755 high-def flat-screen TVs, and eight bar-top video poker machines. Caesars is investing $2.8 million to renovate Cypress Street Market Food Court into Forum Food Court, as it is located right next to the entrance of the Forum Shops from the Forum Casino. No word if this is just an aesthetic refresh or if new tenants will replace the former. See, before Secret Pizza, I thought that the pizza that they had in that food court was the best they had in Vegas. Really surprising. You took the words and penis right out of my mouth. <laughs> Put the penis back. I was just going to say that. Yeah. We went there, must, me and you, and it yeah. was fucking great. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is just a, re, a theme refresh. Vegas Eater did report that the Chinese restaurant will be replaced by Mr. Chow, which is clearly a play on The Hangover, which I thought was clever. It is. That's cute. Yeah. Bellagio has begun renovations of the 403 suites in their main tower. This will complete the room renovations of the property that began three years ago. Emerald Lagasse's New Orleans Fish House has recently been renovated and the menu has been refreshed. This restaurant was Emerald's first in Vegas and opened almost 20 years ago. October 30th, the quad will officially be no more and will be henceforth known as The Link. Room renovations are still underway and the new pool and spa aren't expected to come online until 2015. The blue Asian turret caps reportedly planned to be removed are still in place at this time. Yeah, they need to go. That's really, they really look terrible. It, it does. It looks so bizarre. It, now that they're, <laughs> I mean, it, the, the new coloring, the new theme, everything. Yeah, I agree. It looks so out of place. Giada's restaurant at Cromwell is now serving breakfast daily starting at 8 a.m. That fucking thing, we tried to get reservations to go to that. It's like three weeks out. Still. I think everybody thinks they're going to run into her when she's there. <laughs> I've actually never seen her. Until we reported on the show, I'd never heard of the woman, ever. It, it, she's so interesting to me because she's she's gorgeous at times and she's freakish at times. Like, she's got like she's got a smile that looks like a velociraptor. And, uh, wow. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's got a great body at times, and at times it's just kind of exaggerated and awkward. Uh -huh. I don't know. I'm sure it's just me. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Vegas Chatter is reporting that Bellagio will start making and selling their own organic juice. Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> you and I made loads of organic juice when we were in Vegas. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, what a little wank. They will run you about $12 a bottle and come in various options such as kale, celery, carrot, beet, and cucumber. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Just, just give me a fucking beer. I hate all this fucking new age yeah. Shit. <laughs> MGM is testing out interactive tables in their Mirage and MGM Sportsbook. Once fully operational, they will offer the user a chance to access the internet and play sports bets right at the table. Yeah, because it's, it's really hard to access to the get internet up, nowadays. Right? <laughs> I know, because they're like, I don't want to get on my phone. 
<laughs> Where can I possibly access this? Oh. I'll tell you what. Why don't you just put USB connections right there so we can just charge the thing we're actually using? Exactly. According to Edge Vegas, Planet Hollywood is reporting a 20 million increase in annual operating revenue, all thanks to Britney Spears. Hence the reason six months into her two-year contract, Planet Hollywood locked her up for another two years. Awesome. I want that property. It's my favorite property. I want it to do well. Absolutely. Fucking happy for that. They, they've been... What they've... Uh, it's just one improvement on top of another. Every single time I go there, it's better and better. Yep. Apparently inspired by TI's complete lack of regard for their theme, Vegas Shatter is reporting that Casino Royale's renovations to the northern part of the property, future home to the larger two-story Denny's and Walgreens, will not retain the Victorian theme used throughout the rest of the property's exterior. Instead, choosing to use the Vegas default of contemporary design with sleek lines. While it hasn't been confirmed that Casino Royale has no plans to renovate the rest of the property to the contemporary style, all signs point to no. That completes news and prop bets. Let's get into some playing Vegas. Playing Vegas is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and performances that are occurring in the next week in Vegas. Wednesday, Hall & Oates performing at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. and tickets start at 83 bucks. Friday, Five Finger Death Punch is at the Joint at Hard Rock. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $50. Friday through Sunday, the Life is Beautiful Festival is going on in downtown Las Vegas starting daily at 2 p.m. Tickets run $109 for single day, $250 for three-day passes. Headliners include Kanye West on Friday, Saturday Outcast, and Sunday Foo Fighters. And lastly, Saturday and Sunday, Dana Carvey is at the Orleans. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 55. So if you would like to hear an outdated Regis Philman impression, go see Dana Carvey. It's so bizarre. I don't understand how some of the, the comedians that regularly come back to the Orleans, how they keep getting people to, I, I don't know. And clearly it works because they keep coming back. I mean, Dana Carvey is funny, but fuck, his bit now is dated. Oh, Every time I see him on Jimmy Fallon or something, I'm like, oh, please don't do that impression again of no. Johnny Carson. Like, right. like, please, I've, I've seen it a thousand times. Nope, you're absolutely right. I mean, he's talented, but yeah, just just give it up, Dana. Time has passed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least come up with some new fucking characters, Dana. <laughs> yeah, like you can do almost anyone, it seems. Just fucking pick someone else. Right. That concludes Playing Vegas. Let's get into some coming attractions. Coming attractions, the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you are going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Boogie Nights are at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay, Saturday, December 27th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at 29 bucks. You know, I still don't understand how they don't have things like like a, a, a an 80s new wave band that's like in residency at place like it seems like like some real simple lounge acts that that have some kind of a just short of a wacky theme but they've got a clear theme <laughs> why they aren't setting up shop and shit like that think about going to the Tropicana bar in lounge and and they're like oh yeah they got like an 80s band that they're just going to play like they're out of prom and you're like oh my yeah. god that'd be fucking ridiculous it'd be so much fun 
it'd be better than just fucking pumping Katy Perry through every fucking place I go. Like, just to hear a variety of music. It'd be fucking sweet ass. <laughs> wacky, yeah. Or just short of wacky. Mm-hmm. We just clarified yeah. that. No way. <laughs> no way. <Short. laughs> Unless Matt's around. Neil Diamond, a tribute, is now performing in the Shimmering Cabaret at Westgate. Performances are nightly at 8.30, dark Monday and Tuesday. Tickets start at 45. Always a sign of quality. When I was doing some show research, I found Westgate Las Vegas is still using the LVH.com website. Wow, that's good. Awesome, awesome. (laughs) Westgate, they're going to make a run of it. Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett are performing together on New Year's Eve at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan. Show starts at 9 p.m. and tickets start at 147 bucks. They're performing songs from their debut album du- released. Duet, duet album. Duet album. is duet. <laughs> they're performing songs from their duet album released last month, but it isn't clear if they'll perform hits from their past. Rune 5 is performing at Mandalay Bay December 30th and 31st. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $100. Common is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay, Friday, November 21st. Show starts at 7 p.m. and tickets start at 50 bucks. Tiger Based Magic, trademark 500, is returning to the strip. Dirk Arthur will take over the space being vacated at the Riviera by illusionist Jan Rovin, who is creating said vacancy because he's relocating to the Tropicana, as we said earlier. It will also mark the return of Tiger Based Magic to the strip since Dirk's show closed at O'Shea's in April of 2012. Arthur's show will start December 1st, performing nightly at 7 p.m. and dark on Fridays. Tickets are expected to start at 40. I've never seen Tiger Base Magic, have you? No, I really haven't. Yeah. I don't mind magic shows, though, I must admit. I don't mind that. No, no, I, I don't either. I wish I would have seen Siegfried and Roy before the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They were quite fabulous. <laughs> before, they, before they got mauled. <laughs> have you seen, did you see Copperfield? You've seen him, yeah? I did, yes, and he flirted with yeah. my fucking wife hardcore. Oh, that's right. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. He flirted with me, which is weird. <laughs> not, not at all, Matt. He did. Well, Matt, we, Matt we have you backstage. seen yourself? Have you seen yourself, Matt? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, he's only human. When we went backstage after, because I was in the finale, I got, I made, I, was, I vanished with like 50 other people. Right. And backstage, he came back and chatted to us all and gave us a headshot, a signed headshot. I'm never putting this <laughs> up in my house, but, but thank you. And he had his hand on my shoulder and was just like rubbing it the whole time he was talking to everyone. <laughs> To the and I just stood there, like wishing someone, with one of my friends there, to film that because it was the most homoerotic experience. <laughs> like David Copper with his like large hair and his shirt unbuttoned. Fuck, it was funny. And he just sat there gently caressing it, going, "Thank you guys. Thank you, you for you, spending the sack." You should have reached your hand into his shirt and rubbed his chest. It was it was it was a surreal moment. And he's handing me a headshot and rubbing my shoulder. It's fucking awesome. Thank you, David. Thank you for selecting me. I Don't Have a Clue is a new dinner theatre show at Bally's, similar to Tony and Tina's Wedding, that interacts with the audience while trying to solve a murder mystery. Shows are Tuesday and Thursday at 6pm in the window showroom at Bally's. Tickets start at 92 bucks. You know, it just occurred to me, remember, we talked about going to Mm -hmm. Tony and Tina's Wedding and act like fucking assholes, and we completely forgot to do it. We really should have done that. Oh, that we, next time you're going, we, audio we, probably we have had. to do something <laughs> like that. Oh, my God, it'll be epic. We'll fucking piss ourselves. You know we will. Fuck, we were uh-huh. sitting at, up at, at uh, the uh, book and stage, and we were fucking killing each other. Can you imagine if we're interacting oh. with people? Well, next time we're there, I'm making that commitment. We are doing that 100%. We Fuck, will do yes. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I would go to one of those shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Who are performing at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace Saturday, September 19th, 2015, for those of you who are planners. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at 96. Considering the age of some of those gentlemen, I don't know if you should be planning that far ahead. 
Mm, that's ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking, perhaps. <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce this, I bet. 6 a.m.? Nope, you got it. Oh, okay. I just thought it's going to be something to be like, no, it's S-I-double-X, you right. dickhead. <laughs> it's Sui-um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's performing at the Joint at Hard Rock, Friday, April 10th. Show starts at 8 p.m. And tickets start at 8 p.m. Yes, both. <laughs> yes, tickets, tickets start at 8 p.m. As well as the price is $35. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you missed it, the tickets start at 8 p.m. That's when they start. It, I don't know where I'm going. I got nothing to... to you got nothing. That's over. <laughs> Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to all these artists we report in our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Okay, with all our babble done, let's check the river. Girthy email from Stuart from Moscow. We'll take turns reading it, but I thought it was really intriguing, and I'm so mm-hmm. happy we were able to get it on this show because I would love to get your feedback. I'll start it off. I'm flying from Moscow to London for the weekend, so have a few hours on the plane for public cogni- cognition? Cognition? Mm-hmm. Cog- cognition. Cog- cognition. That's where we're going. I was thinking about your comment about discriminating against people who do not speak English. I have a couple of other discriminatory behaviors that are rife in Vegas, upon which I would be interested in your opinion. Two things have always riled me in Vegas. They happen elsewhere too, but I come across them more in Vegas. That is cheaper pricing for women, i.e. to enter a club, and cheaper prices for locals. Would you offer cheaper prices based on the color of someone's skin? No. So why have the cheaper pricing based on the nature of the skin between your legs? <laughs> you cannot choose your sex. Okay, perhaps we could divert into a whole other topic there, but I won't. So, it's, <laughs> so it is to me anyway clearly unfair discrimination to offer better conditions to one sex than another. We are trying to avoid sex discrimination in the modern world, so why would it allow it in this instance? Discrimination slash racism to me is where you single out somebody, someone for different treatment based not on anything that an individual has done, but due to some wider characteristic within which they happen to fall and which is not really under their control. Sex is one of those divisions. I get that a club wants to encourage women more than men, but would you have cheaper pricing for a gay man into a club, less competition for the straight men, or not give the discount to a lesbian? Face control is a type of differential, but would you think charging more for ugly people is okay? <laughs> yes, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. You lost me there, buddy. <laughs> then, on the topic of locals pricing, I am colored by the EU laws in this respect, which are very different to the US. In the EU, you cannot discriminate based on nationality among countries or within countries. The only differential pricing that is allowed were, for example, a local council subsidizes an amenity, for example, a health center out of local taxes. Then the people who help pay those local taxes could get a local's discount. Otherwise, having differential pricing is illegal. It wrinkles to me that in the US, a local can get a cheaper price to private events in Vegas compared to me, a visitor. It is discriminatory behavior. Why is it tolerated? Propsky stew. What do you think? Is, is he, first of all, I've always understood why they do it. Perfect, Perfectly makes sense. Primarily a nightclub, or at least guys tend to spend money to get the attention of girls. So the idea being you create a place where all the girls are, so they will then go there. The mm-hmm. same thing goes for locals. It's all over the place. You still want to get people in there. You know, To them, it's not as interesting as the, the tourists, but at the same time, you still need to keep people coming to your place and making money. So it makes sense to offer that as a 
you know, offer them a discount. Mm -hmm. Is it discrimination? I have to be honest. I'm, I know it is. Technically, it is discrimination. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. But I, I'm not against it. I'm, I'm not in this case. I, I, to me, it's almost harmless discrimination if there is such a thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I understand his point about, you know, it, it shouldn't apply to a gay man because he's not, he's not part of the competition or he's But not. then you are discriminating, though. That is discrimination. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree that's more of a, of a negative discrimination. I mean, I think it just boils down to capitalism is what it boils down to. It's discrimination for the sake of capitalism. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you're absolutely what, right. In, to your point, are you saying a disagreement that gay men should be offered a discount? Is that what you're saying? Yes. But I, then I'm, you I'm are not discriminating that, on him. I'm not saying that because he you're should. Saying, well, and how do you know that? Like, open your flyer, right, suck my cock. Okay, you, yeah, you can go and see. <laughs> right. Like, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> They're a card-carrying, dick-sucking member. <laughs> because if the line is long, I'm willing to do some serious right. shit to get in. <laughs> What about people like you and I who just recreationally suck dick? It doesn't really. That's count. right. <laughs> uh, I I 100% agree with you on this. I do agree that it is discrimination, but for the sake of capitalism, I I don't have an issue with it. I totally get it. No, I think if it aids business, if that, this is gonna sound weird, I understand it, and I'm not against it. Right. Discrimination for the sheer sake of, I disagree with, obviously. But this right. is to it makes it makes perfect sense. And it also, it's almost beneficial. If, if I was single, I want to know there's going to be a lot of girls in that club. So I'm, I'm almost fine with the way it works. Right. Because it almost helps me out, in a sense. I mean, I, I might have to wait longer, but I know when I get there, the panani will be abundant. I mean, I, I do, I, I don't like that a male has to pay more to, to get in there. Mm -hmm. I almost think that, that that might be something yeah. where it kind of crosses the line. Like, if everybody's paying the same amount... Then it's just like, you know, as it is, they're going to selectively allow the guys in, well, and the girls for that matter, but they're going to filter down the guys that go in there. So if everybody's paying the same amount, I have even less of a case with this, but I understand where he's coming from. It's like, why do I have to pay 50 fucking bucks to get in here? It's bullshit. But all of it in the name of capitalism, it's almost like innocent discrimination, but he is right. You can't argue with him. No, he, it's, it's, it's definitely discrimination, but um, I'm okay with it. I mean, and the fact with the locals thing, there's a lot of, not that we would see it, but there's a lot of downtime in Vegas time slots, and they need to keep the places trading. So to offer locals who might not come during the peak periods, I get that as well. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great email, so, fuck though. You. Fuck you, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's going to do it for episode 149. Thank you all for listening, downloading, and as always, we really appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do that on the blog at 360vegas.com. If you'd like to send some feedback, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Help others find the show by reviewing it, telling your friends, talk on iTunes, good, bad, or indifferent. We read all iTunes reviews on the show. Mark is all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, etc., and you can find links to all those on the blog as well. That's all from me, Mark. Anything from you, my friend. Always a pleasure to be able to record with you. I, I, I hope that... And, I, and I've told people... I don't think I've done it on the show. Eh, maybe I have. The reason... W would you tell them the reason why you're not on this show? Well, actually, you already have. You've already made yeah. it clear that it's 13 hours difference. And mm -hmm. you are a working man who recently... I mean, well, not recently. Like six, eight months ago, received a promotion, which has made your hours even more erratic than they previously were. 
And yet, for us to do this show now, if I had to get up at 6.30 on a Sunday morning and you have to be free on a Saturday night. That's right. not easy. To, during the week, it's almost impossible for us to record. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's almost this time slot or nothing at all. Right, right. So if it doesn't sync up, we almost can't do it anymore, which is a shame. Every now and then, we get a chance to jump behind the mics and record some anti-ups, which we're going to release soon. Absolutely. But it's very hard to sync up a time now with my, my new work schedule. And on a, I'm off Wednesday, all week Wednesday, so we could technically mark and record Tuesday night, but Wednesday, I've got my son. I look after my boy and my right. wife works, yep. and there's no way that would work. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be sitting on my lap screaming down the microphone <laughs> right. like a banshee. That ain't going to work. <laughs> so, yeah, there is, there is, once again, there is no falling out. Matt is still one of my closest friends on this planet. 100%. Uh, just, you know, life gets in the way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But I will jump anytime I can. I'll put my hand up. If I can do it, I'll be there. I fucking, I, I listen every single week. I probably, we probably talk, what, almost daily direct message each other. Uh, absolutely. So yeah, it's it's not a reflection of anything, even though I think people speculated it was. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but there you go, sir. Happy we were able to finally sync up once again. Excellent. And, uh, Great time. Yep. We'll see the rest of you next week. Yeah.